1: What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com, H-A-W-G-Sports.com. Coming to you on YouTube, live on YouTube today instead of Facebook. Facebook's down, so we switched it up a little bit. Arkansas ran into a buzzsaw in Athens. They have to flush that game. They have to move on because they got a big one this week, 11 a.m. on ESPN in Oxford against number 17, Ole Miss. We're going to discuss that game. Danny West is going to join us to talk about it and also some recruiting, all that and more on Hogsports Live. And before we get started, I want to remind you there's plenty of ways to watch and listen. Usually streaming on Facebook Live, but Facebook, as I mentioned, is down today. So we're streaming on YouTube Live today. Uh, Also available on Apple Podcasts. Throw us a thumbs up, a like, a five-star review on all of those platforms we'll upload it to Facebook later. Also available on Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere else you can think of to find your favorite podcast. Be sure to follow those pages and hit the notifications bell right now on YouTube uh, after you subscribe so you're notified anytime we upload new videos. Hogsports is just $1 right now also for your first month or 30% off for your first year. Sign up for our free breaking news text alerts. You just go to hogsports.com at the top right. You'll see uh, the option under your settings to sign up for text alerts and also sign up for our free breaking news newsletter. So it was a tough one, obviously. You know, I thought Sam Pittman was great today. We, I just left his press conference. I thought he was fantastic, just very open uh, about everything that happened and what, what they need to do to get better. One of the key things that he talked about today, and I mentioned this uh, on the lawn lawnmower. If you guys watch the lawn lawnmower, we're going to have to try to make up for that. But uh, what he said was, you know, when I saw Jalen St. John line up in the fourth quarter, I was like, man, that guy looks a lot like some of the guys on the other side of the ball, you know. So they're going to give those guys a shot, Jalen St. John and Crawford, give them some looks inside at guard, maybe try to beef some things up. That doesn't mean that they're going to, you know, start them, but they're just going to give them some looks, see how things, you know, play out. And that's, you know, you got to make adjustments stuff. And I thought the main thing that he said, the best, the most important thing was like, it's not panic time. It's not like change a bunch of stuff up. Like, he didn't want the team to see him panicking. They got a lot of leaders. They got, um, you know, a lot of strength from within that program with the players. Uh, if they see him panicking, then everybody starts to panic. So, you know, the, the goals are still the same. The things are still the same. You take what you learn from there. Uh, you know, I don't think that they were – particularly ready to play this game on Saturday. Uh, You know, not just from like a preparation standpoint, but, you know, partly, but also just the 11 o'clock game in front of 93,000 people. Uh, That was obvious. I mean, when Georgia went down there, just marched it down, I think it was like nine plays, 75 yards, and just, just marched it down there steady. And then Arkansas comes back, and it's loud. I'm like right across from the student section. I can feel the student section. And they jump off sides twice. It felt I'm not gonna say you never say it's over, but like man, that was not a good feeling uh, in terms of Arkansas's chances for this game, and they just never, never were able to put it together. But they've got to flush the loss. They they can't dwell on it, and uh, they but they, at the same time they got to take some of the stuff and maybe change some things around. Sam Pittman mentioned that maybe they change some things around. Nobody was really ready for that environment. That 11 o'clock kickoff, uh, it was just it was pretty wild. So again, don't you're not gonna change your philosophies, but there's some things you can tweak. So Arkansas is a four-and-a-half-point underdog. Four-and-a-half-point underdog to Ole Miss on Saturday, uh, which is coming off of, what was it, 41-21, something like that, 42-21. I watched the game, but uh, when I got back, that's one thing I love about YouTube TV. Shout out to YouTube. But uh, you can go back and, you know, I went back to my hotel room and just watched the whole game because um, it recorded it automatically for me, which was great. All right. I thought there were a lot of cool, like, overreaction, what not to overreact about <laughs> this week. And uh, is Georgia a once in a generation defense? Uh, 2011 Georgia, Alabama, or excuse me, 2011 Alabama, 1992 Alabama. Texas AM struggling a little bit. Is the 12th man an intimidating environment? This is a great article, by the way, if you haven't read it on 24 7 uh, on Sports. Mark Stoop's leading candidate for coach of the year. Possibly. Sam Pittman can get back in that argument if they get back on track. Cincinnati playoff hopes wide open. You know, Cincinnati, Arkansas opens with them next year. Ed O has flatlined. He might be in trouble, guys. He might be in real trouble over there in LSU. Penn State-Iowa, nice matchup, which I'm surprised game day didn't pick that game. They're going to the shootout. Excuse me, the showdown, the Red River showdown. You can't call it the shootout anymore. Anyway. Arkansas checking in at 13 in the AP. Brandon Marcello, our national football writer, has uh, Arkansas at 16 on his poll. So just a few quick hit type things. Arkansas projected right now in the Citrus Bowl in the early looks <laughs> against Michigan. We take that. It's been since 98 since Arkansas played Michigan, and they did it in the Citrus Bowl. I take that matchup right now. Uh, looking over at Missouri, which is struggling right now, they just lost to Tennessee, lost pretty handily. <clears throat> I thought this was pretty interesting. This is what Eli Drinkwitz said to the media after the game. you got one of two options, he said. You either circle up as teammates and coaches and fight for each other and fight your way out of this, or you point fingers and blame. When you walk out of that building, everybody's going to tell you it wasn't your fault. It was somebody else's fault. They're going to to point out social media or whatever, but at the end of the day, the only people that can solve they can solve it are in that room. It's the coaches and the players working together as a team. We're not doing that right now. That's on me. I told them, if you come back to work tomorrow, come back as a team. We're going to work as a team. We're going to find a way to improve. I don't know what the ceiling is for this team, but it's going to be better that way. It's going to be better today. And then, yesterday – he fires his defensive line coach, Jethro Franklin. So, you're not part of the team anymore, Jethro. <laughs> I mean, it's an interesting interesting way to put it and then to, to fire your defensive line coach in the middle of the season. Paul Feinbaum says Ole Miss coach lost the game and I against Alabama after the opening drive. How many times have I said this, people? And Lane Kiffin also played a big part in – Ole Miss losing to Arkansas last year by going for it in the red zone, fourth down, over and over again. I mean, they went for it on their own 25 in this one, their own 25-yard line. And they also went for it when they could have been the first team to put points on the board. You know Alabama was 44-0 and 0 under Nick Saban going into this when they score on their opening drive, when they score first. I guess when they score first. But anyway, it's not a good sign regardless either way. And they had a chance to put points up on the board. Take your medicine and get your points. I mean, the momentum swing that that induces when you go for it on fourth down, what were they, like three-yard line, and you don't get it, is way bigger than the points you would have got from the touchdown. The swing the other way, uh, and they did that a lot. And I see coaches doing this all the time, and Arkansas is guilty of doing it too. And they put the game, they make a, they make a point like, all right, the game's on the line here. The game's going to be decided. Here it is the first quarter. On this, whether we get it or not. I mean, I just I just totally disagree with some of that stuff. And some of it you have to go with on the momentum, the flow of things. How's your defense playing? Should we punt them deep? We're at midfield. Should we go for it or should we punt? Well, how's the defense playing? It's And I know there's we're in Kevin Kelly territory and everybody a lot of people love that philosophy and never punt stuff. And I, I agree, when you get down to no man's land, okay, you're too far for a field goal. You're too close to punt. But – Sometimes you just got to take your medicine, and Lane Kiffin has a problem doing that, and it, it really cost him in this one from a momentum standpoint. And I, I get it; you need some things to go right. You need you need some stuff like that to happen in your favor. Convert a fourth down, get some turnovers, penalty, all that kind of stuff. So, but this just backfired, and they went for it way too often, and just it hurt them. You know, here I am saying like, don't let Georgia beat you twice. You gotta flush the game, and you know, if you guys saw my walking lawn mower and I, I apologize you know when you start the walk talk guy start you know he's mowing the lawn, it's just you don't I can't just stop it, you know, so uh sorry about that, it's the worst walking talk I ever did, and I know it was disappointing. it's disappointing for me the whole trip <laughs> was disappointing for me. I mean, first of all, it's such—it's so hard to get to Athens because you got to fly into Atlanta, and you got to drive a couple hours to Athens, and all this stuff, and you know, stay in the quality inn. And uh, not that I'm knocking the quality inn or anything; it's just you know, um, it was like seven hundred dollars to stay in a motel (laughs) because they don't have any motels there, I guess. Uh, And I don't know, price gouging. Um, But anyway, so I get up, you know, early in the morning. I'm going to go walk around campus. I'm going to check this town out. Charming town. Love Athens. uh, Get a feel for the campus, the vibe, the game day experience. And I mean, this kid just swerves into me and just, I mean,. It's, I'm in a rental car also, so i got to deal with the rental car company. i got to get the police over there to file a police report and do all that stuff, and it takes forever, and I end up late, and I'm driving around all over the place. I can't figure it. It's like a maze. I was telling a guy, they should have, like, extended the hedges out and just made a maze for parking, a, a hedges maze for parking. And anyway, it was just – and then at, the way the game went, like, right off the bat, it just – and then I couldn't get out onto the field to do the walk and talk. It was just, and I was texting Danny and Curtis right afterwards. Like zero chance I'm going to Oxford next week after this, because Oxford is just like you got to drive down to Little Rock, and then up to Memphis and Batesville, and then over to Oxford. It's just it's a, there's no easy way to get to some of these college towns. I like zero chance that I'm going to Oxford after all this. And what is that? I'll tell you what that is. It's me taking no for an answer. It's them stopping me, not the other way around. It's me being a hypocrite is what it is. So, you know what? I'm going. I'm going. I'm going to Oxford. The show goes on. They're going to have to lock the gates to keep me out of there. Little Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, 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 uh. Arkansas's got to regroup, folks. They got to regroup. They got to get it back together. I think that they will. I'm not saying they're going to go down there and win, but I think Arkansas is going to put a game up for Ole Miss. I think it's going to be a fourth quarter game. Arkansas's defense, their offense. I mean, after going against Georgia, after going against Georgia last week, this is going to feel like a Swedish massage. Ole Miss's defense, and not that they're awful on defense, because as Sam Pittman was saying today, they they did some work in the transfer portal. They're strong up the middle, but it's not the same thing as what we witnessed with Georgia. Georgia defense is, as we were saying, generationally good defense. Let's look at Ole Miss real quick. Scoring offense, number two, 44.8 points per game. Arkansas by the way is 10th, 28.6. So they're going to have to put up some points, to Ole Miss. Ole Miss is going to put up some points. I mean, no matter how well you play on defense, Matt Corral's just that good. They got some weapons. Ole Miss is third in rushing offense. They led the SEC in rushing. Everybody talks about the passing game, but they led the SEC last year in rushing. 243.5 yards per game, 44.75 attempts. Per game, So they run the ball. Don't mistake that they're just going to air it out the whole game. Third in passing offense still, 308 passing yards per game. Number one in total offense, 551.5. Easily number one in total offense. Flip it over to the defense, scoring defense. They are giving up. 26 points. That didn't sound like a lot, but it is actually 12th in the SEC right now. 26 points a game. Rushing defense, 12th, 154.5 yards per game. Arkansas, by the way, is 11th, 153. Pass defense, 10th in the SEC, 216.8 yards per game. Arkansas, by the way, is number two nationally, 129.8 behind Georgia. Georgia obviously didn't pass the ball a whole lot. If Georgia had wanted to pass the ball a whole lot and win that game, then you know, it might have flipped and the rushing defense would look a lot better. Arkansas is number two in total defense. Ole Miss is 12th. yards per game. Arkansas, by the way, 282.8. Passing. Matt Corral is third in the SEC in pass efficiency. He's 87 of 125 for 304.8 yards per game. He has 1,219 yards total. Ten, Ten touchdowns, zero interceptions. He had six interceptions against Arkansas last year. You don't think that's lingering in his mind right now? Sam Pittman said they're going to – you know, they'll do what they do, but they'll they'll mix some things up a little bit. Ole Miss plays very similar to Arkansas on defense, kind of that stems down from Iowa State, that three-man look. But they do some things similar on defense as Arkansas, but uh, Matt Corral's a good quarterback. I mean, really good, despite what happened against Ole Miss. Receiving. Top two receivers in the SEC go to Ole Miss. Jonathan Mingo and Dontario Drummond, both right under 100 yards per game receiving. Number one and two. Rushing, you've got, let's see, Jerryon Ealy is actually their starter, but he's number two on their team. And they've got uh, Henry Parrish is leading them at 55.75 yards per game and Ealy is at 51. And then you've also got uh, – You've got Corral, who's number 22 in the SEC and rushing at 40.25 yards per game. As Pittman said, they don't call as many run, design run plays for him, but he still you know, is able to pick some stuff up. So that's that. All right, got to get to Danny.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?
1: Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. For those of you who don't follow Danny West, you can follow Danny at Danny West 247. Does a fantastic job covering recruiting and also providing great insight on razorback football and other sports. An all around good dude, also. Trey Biddy. How you doing, Danny?
0: I'm doing great. It's a beautiful day in Northwest Arkansas. Yeah. How well, are you
1: doing? I'm doing good. I was just telling everybody, through a little wolf of Wall Street channeling, that uh, I am going to make that trip to Oxford because. Are you? It would be hypocritical for me not to. I'm saying like you got to flush. You got to flush the Georgia game, right? Yep. That's so right. and I had a I had a rough experience in Athens. To let it get to me. Universe was testing me a little bit. And I did text you guys it was like zero chance, but I'm going. Yeah. I mean like it would be hypocritical for me not to go right
0: it'd be a it'd be a total chad move it you know would. When you think about it it'd be a chad morris uh, era type move of you and i, I would expect better <laughs> so i'm glad to hear that you're you're facing adversity the right way my man
1: yeah well appreciate that danny it means so much coming from <laughs> you <laughs> <laughs> thanks <laughs> so uh your thoughts, I mean, obviously a disappointing loss for, for Arkansas, but um, what are your thoughts on this team moving forward as they flip the page at Ole Miss?
0: Well, the, the loss wasn't so much disappointing. It was it was how they lost it. You know, they never gave themselves a chance. I didn't think anybody really thought that they could go to Georgia and beat them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I actually predicted a, a pretty close game just based on what I'd heard throughout the week that, you know, they were they were kind of walking around like maybe they knew something we didn't. You know, from what I was hearing, and I expected them to put their best foot forward, and they, they simply didn't. So, you know, it's one thing for Georgia to be better than you. They clearly are. They've got five more five stars than Alabama has. That's quite a statement. So probably the most talented team in the country, you would expect Georgia to win it what what was so disappointing to me was the penalties and i'm sure you've already touched on it at length mm. with the walk and talk and so far in the show but
1: i actually hundred, did not talk a lot about penalties but that's that's a major issue so feel free it's
0: just it's tough to watch you know i yeah. mean i'm not going to sit here and hammer arkansas now i'm i'm not going to do it they they have exceeded expectations mm. yeah. big picture right exactly. step back and look at it they're doing a great job they're they're top 15 in the country we can't sit here and kill them for much of anything but to me, Trey, you can be both. You can be the team that's gritty and physical and plays really fast and really hard and be disciplined. Mm-hmm. I mean have you have you watched Iowa or Iowa State or yes. Michigan this year? They do it they do both. It's it's possible to be both. And that's that's probably the most disappointing part, and it's not just a little bit. They're really bad in penalties. Yep. The good news is, going into this week, Ole Miss has got them beat mm-hmm. in penalties. Arkansas is 126th in the country. The Rebels are 130th.
1: But with hey, that, going with that kind of, there, of offense, you get, so Danny, don't I mean, you get a lot of sleep, right? But that kind of offense. You know, Petrino used to always talk about that with because the, they had a lot of penalties. He's like, well, the offense is built to, you know, it's a complicated offense. We have a lot of penalties, but it's, the offense is built to overcome them. And uh, I feel like they could probably overcome them a little better than Arkansas could.
0: Yeah, probably with uh, big plays and whatnot. I, I agree with that. But, hey, I'm curious. You know, we just heard from uh, Coach Pittman about an hour ago, a little mm-hmm. bit over. Hey, I'm as curious as, as anybody on how this offensive line, Yeah, You know, Sam Pittman's got this trend throughout his career. You get to games four and five, he doesn't mind starting to, you know, mix things up a little bit on the offensive line. And I was thinking earlier, I actually posted it on the board, how did Coach Pittman feel Saturday looking out across the field, Mm -hmm. seeing those enormous offensive linemen and going, man, I recruited that one and that one and that one. Who do I have over here that looks like those guys? Yeah. So, it's no coincidence to me that we might see St. John and Crawford. They're the two most Georgia-looking guys on Arkansas' roster.
1: They they really are. And that's, that's a point that I made Thursday was, you know, look you look at the roster and it's like 325, 310 mm-hmm. – you know, I think there's maybe a 330. Which you know, these are big they, guys, but they like they don't look like that. They just the way people are put. Like, not everybody's put together the same. You know, that's like right. you can weigh the same and stuff, but just because you're 325 doesn't mean you look like you know somebody hey, else don't who's bring 325. My <laughs> <laughs> but uh, George, they're just so hit huge, and I mean that's exactly what I was thinking though with Saint John over there. just like man, mm-hmm. it looks this guy, good. this guy looks kind of like them. So. Uh, and again, that doesn't mean that they're going to start them over that's over right. the others, but hey, let's uh let's see what they look like, you know. I remember a they, Denver Kirkland exactly. and Dan
0: Skipper jumping in there and, and doing okay at guard.
1: Was that the Rutgers game that year?
0: Uh, that would have been. I don't know if yeah, that would have been around uh, the fourth game. Mm-hmm. That's right. So yeah, twenty thirteen. That's right.
1: Yeah. All right, Danny. So I want to flip you over to recruiting chat real quick. Uh, what uh, What is the latest with recruiting? I know you had the big red board for 2023 wide receivers today. Uh, but what's going on right now with recruiting?
0: Yeah, that's basically it. You know, they've sent out some new offers. I'll have a, a recap of all of those coming uh, this afternoon. But it's been fun for me to kind of kick back and get a head start on this what this uh 2023 group and kind of been doing it by position slowly working my way into you know hundreds of names here so it takes a little bit but you know just the the process of trying to whittle down okay who's realistic i know it's super early uh, so don't get too down or, or too excited about any of these guys but the wide receiver group in particular that I wrote about this morning or put a board together for is really, uh, to me, a really intriguing group based on what they're doing in the 22 class. Mm-hmm. Only signing one uh, that we know of so far, Quincy McAdoo is committed. And of course, Warren Thompson being put on scholarship, essentially, he's your second guy, right? So mm-hmm. a little bit of a smaller class compared to you know recent years past under Coach Morris, they'd signed three, four, five guys. So next year i think when it rolls around you may see them jump back into that three or four range and uh they've had i mean i can go down the list here don't want to give it all away but they've i'm looking at seven guys who have already visited unofficially at least once and a couple of these guys also attended the texas a&m game in arlington so they've got some some strong interest from some of these guys um you know the trend seems to be they're a little bit smaller. You know, Coach Stepp leaves. Not everybody's got to be six four and six five, you know, two fifteen now. So uh, yeah, it's a good group. I'm I'm excited to see where this thing ends up, but they they're in the mix at least for some really quality wide receivers.
1: I guess do you think they'll go out on Friday? I guess recruiting. I don't know if they went out um in Georgia or not, to be honest. Yeah, I don't I mean to ask that.
0: It would surprise me if they do too much on a, on mm-hmm. an away game like that. Now, Texas obviously is a little bit different deal. They recruit so many of those guys, but, you know, I'm just off the top of my head, state of Mississippi, not a ton of guys to be seen.
1: Right, right. Especially
0: and with an early kick. The
1: early kick gets you, definitely. Yep. Man, right. um, did we find out kickoff today? I haven't even looked.
0: Yeah, at 11 o'clock for the next two weeks. Ole Miss at 11 and Auburn. Dude, that's – Next week at 11.
1: That's some BS. Yep. I mean, yeah, that's three 11 ready. o'clock well, games in a row. So. You haven't had a home game in, you know, a while now. And yep. so you want to bring recruits in, and now you get Auburn at 11 o'clock. So you have three road games in a way. Well, basically, it's Arkansas's fault. I mean, the Texas A&M game, you know, but SEC knows that when they're scheduling <laughs> it, that Arkansas has got to be away. So you get three straight road games, basically, and three straight 11 o'clock games.
0: As a ranked team. Now, we were yeah. used to it under Coach Morris, right? As a ranked right? team. I mean, we <laughs> we kind of expected it. Shoot, some of those I wish they'd played at 6.30 in the morning. But, you know, now you're ranked and you, know, you can't get past 11 o'clock.
1: I want somebody yeah. to find me. What what network is it on?
0: Uh, who did they say? Oh, it said OR. I think it was CBS OR ESPN. So, CBS could carry the early game before uh-huh. they're 2.30, I guess.
1: Huh. Well, maybe at least it's on CBS. Definitely a better network. I agree. plug there. <laughs> totally CBS does that. do better job broadcasting I nah, Dude, I'm stuff. telling
0: you, if I didn't work for, for you or CBS, I would say the same thing. Yeah, it's I mean, like, the most enjoyable broadcast, I'll, especially with uh, Nestler.
1: And I'll tell you what, too, with basketball, man, like watching the NCAA tournament and all those games were on CBS and Arkansas games, right. dude, it wasn't like – It's tough to beat. I mean, I don't want to say ESPN was kind of budget on it, but, I mean, it just feels yeah. a little bit like – I don't know. The poli- there's there's just a little more polish with those announcers and stuff. I don't know. And I don't I mean agree. to knock anybody like on ESPN. They I still think, do a good job. It's just to me, it's a different level. I think the sound quality. Yeah. When people think I'm crazy, but I'm telling you, the game
0: sounds different on CBS. That's just me.
1: Yeah, I think you're. I think you're right. I think everything's just a little bit better, and yep. um, CBS actually gets people to the games too. And ESPN, I hate when ESPN does that. Like, it oh, just, it's, it just, I'm so sick of that. It man. ruins it. It ruins yep. it. All right, brother. Anything else to add?
0: No, man. I'm going to pick up the baby girl. you all
1: right. have a good one. All right. Appreciate you, man. See you. All right, everybody. That's Danny West again. You can follow him at Danny West two four seven. Most of Danny's content is VIP recruiting coverage. Now he does. He helps us out obviously with with football. He's got great insight there. But most of his um, his coverage for Hog Sports is VIP recruiting stuff. So if you want to sign up, it's one dollar right now for your first month. And you can read all of Danny's stuff and all of Curtis's basketball insight. We're starting to get going on basketball a little bit. We'll have Curtis Wilkerson uh, join us on Thursday um, along with David Johnson also from um, from the Ole Miss site on 24-7 Sports to talk a little bit about the game coming up. And then I'm going to cut out of here Thursday, probably head down to Little Rock, split the trip up a little bit and uh, drop the daughter off, let her play with uh, – let her stay with her cousins and her uh, grandmother and then head on up on Friday – I may I may bolt out of town Saturday after the game. And head down to Little Rock. Split it up a little bit. It's not the it's not the easiest trip. Now going down to Arlington was to me pretty brutal. Like it's it's about a five five and a half hour drive to Arlington from here, but the construction it's like nonstop construction on the way down. Going coming back wasn't too bad, but going down there was just nonstop construction. But I just think you know four, going on forty, it's just. All those eighteen wheelers, just not a pleasant drive <laughs> to uh, the uh, eastern side of the state up, up into Memphis. So, all right, everybody, if you want to get your questions in, I'll get to your questions. I haven't done this before. Looks like a lot of comments, so let's see if we got any questions. Got a lot of "What's up, Trey Biddy?" What's up? What's up, Trey? All day. Ryan Cameron says Georgia's for real tough test this Saturday for the Hogs. It is. They got to bounce back. I think they will. I mean, Ole Miss is looking at the same thing. they got to bounce back, too. I mean, there's a lot. Like, we were picking, like, our whole team at Sports, we we all picked Georgia to win the game. Now, we didn't pick them to cover, but we all thought Georgia was going to win the game because Arkansas needed some bounces. They needed some interception. They needed to be the team that was benefiting off penalties. And they needed Georgia to go into a first and 20 right off the bat. You know, those kind of things. It didn't need to be at the student section. There was another thing I mentioned, like, the student section. Like, Arkansas starts right there. With the students, and then in the second quarter, like right before the second quarter, when they get that real good drive, that first good drive going, and then the second, the first quarter ends, and they flip the field for the second quarter, and then they're going right back into the students. It was just like everything that could go against you did, uh, and a lot of it was self-inflicted. But Georgia was geeked up for that game. The fans were. I mean, it was it was it was a pretty wild environment. I mean, like to me, there might have been a few empty seats, like way up on the third deck. There wasn't many. I mean it was it was pretty close to full for an eleven o'clock game, so I mean it was it was pretty it was a great atmosphere. And by the way, kudos to the University of Georgia for having a great press box. I mean, I was on the forty yard line. I don't expect to be on the forty yard line. I just don't want to be like I'm not going to Auburn games anymore because the press box sucks. They did a terrible job, made a terrible decision. They take the media completely out of the game. You can't cover a game in Auburn. I'm not going. Screw that never go to that press box again but georgia was right up off the off the bottom bowl better than i expected so thanks Adrian Jones says, "Oh, you join us over here, Adrian. Appreciate you." Adrian Jones says, "The Georgia game was a wake-up call. The Hogs will bounce back on Saturday again." You're exactly right. I mean, I think a lot of things from that game. You're like, "Oh man, we can't do this again. We got to change the way we do that." All of those types of things. Have to, I mean, there's a lot you can take away from this game. But from a mentality standpoint, you got to understand like this: was, this team might have been just on a different level. And Arkansas is a program. I think is a good measuring point for us. Like this, Arkansas's got a good team. Okay. We know that now. They've got a good team. They've got some things to clean up, especially in the penalty department. But we've also seen what a great team looks like. This is this is the benchmark right here, at Georgia. That's it. Okay, that defense. Now offense is good, but the offense didn't have to do much except for run the ball. Because, I mean, Georgia only had two big plays, two plays over, maybe three plays. I think they had maybe two in the passing game and maybe one in the rushing game, but. Three plays over 15 yards, the whole game. Brandon Hall says Arkansas is going to crush Ole Miss. Only if you saw the the Sam face when he sat on the bench after the game. Trust me. So that was before the game. A lot. I see a lot of people saying that was after the game, but that was that was Sam Pittman before the game. Brandon. Uh, Don Henry says, curious. How was the environment in Athens? How were Georgia fans? Georgia fans were great. I I didn't have a problem with Georgia fans at all. I, I mean, throughout the week and everything, very cordial. And maybe that's possibly because Arkansas and Georgia don't play each other very much, so there's not much room for animosity. I've seen how Georgia fans interact with Auburn fans, for example. Uh, It's not pretty. But, uh, you know, I thought Georgia fans were cordial. I thought the environment was fantastic. The only thing that, you know, just sucked for me was just getting to the game, being involved in a wreck, not being able to find the parking spot. The internet was pretty spotty. Um, And then the lawnmower, you know, ruined the walk and talk, but – I mean, those are just kind of things like I really felt like, man, the universe is testing me and I don't think I handled it very well, to be honest. Flushing that. The show goes on. Going to Oxford next week. Screw that. Jason Hodges says our secondary was better, need to work on a run defense. Now, this is what I noticed. Like for all on the when Arkansas was on offense and they get those penalties right off the bat, I'm just like, Jeez. All right, here we go. And on the other side of the ball, I felt like Arkansas was really in trouble. And again, I knew Georgia was going to be tough to stop, but um, they were moving the defensive line back. And Arkansas has got a good defensive line. I mean, Ridgeway and all those guys. I mean, they're getting pushed back by that offensive line. And that's when you're just like, Phew, it's going to be a could be a long day. Actually, a short day because they're going to run so much, <laughs> and the clock's going to keep rolling. Uh, Brand Hole says we never really need a QB who can throw. He, I think he'll get better. I mean, he he's been well, you know, throwing the deep ball, but they just it doesn't look very I mean, didn't look deep very much, didn't look over the middle. I don't know if that's part of the game plan or what, but I mean it's tough. Like people are like step into the pocket and like, step into what? Step into number ninety nine for Georgia? Mark Douglas says, key to Arkansas versus Ole Miss game, which coaching staff can ensure the team emotionally recovers this week and puts the last week behind them. Absolutely, it's a great point. I mean, both teams, that's pretty unique for, like, Arkansas and Ole Miss, two teams that are ranked pretty similarly, thought of pretty similarly, I guess. Um, you know, Ole Miss is a four-and-a-half-point favorite, which is about – usually, odds makers usually seem to be like, four points for the home team, you know, when you're on the betting line. So – Two teams that are thought of pretty similar and to both be coming off of games on the road at the top two teams in the SEC and each other, and, you know, in the other divisions. It's pretty unique. Jason Hodges says, Trey, do you think they'll run Dominic Johnson more this week? I think so. I mean, I think it's pretty interesting. We didn't see a whole lot of Traylon Smith and I don't know if that's an injury or or something or it just didn't fit. I just, I kind of thought maybe this isn't Traylon's game because, you know he's fast, but so is Georgia, and really you need somebody that can hit it up in the middle. Um, AJ Green's exceptionally fast, so yeah, I can see that. And, and Rocket Sanders played well. Rocket Sanders probably might have been the MVP on offense. Um, and then Dominic Johnson, you know, is a guy that can just bowl over people. I I, I would like to see those three backs a, a good bit in this one. I just think that uh, you keep working those freshmen. You know, keep getting more and more comfortable. Maybe we see a little more Rocket handers after the way he ran on Saturday. Brandon holt says Arkansas will be ready this weekend and don't be surprised to see Hornsby come out. I believe the Hogs will be underdogs. And, by the way, KJ is uh, – Sam Pittman said he believes is 100%, by the way. And they got him out of the game because they wanted to get Hornsby a look in that environment also. Adrian Jones says I believe the Hogs will be the underdogs the rest of the SEC games. I think the team feeds off of that. They've been an underdog in every SEC game they have played. They've only been favored in two games out of the 15 that they've played. They've been an underdog in every single SEC game. John Kiula says, Isaiah Satania commitment coming. I don't think it's coming to Arkansas. Uh, Terco 87 says, showdown, are we serious? Yeah. I mean, it's been that way for a while. They. Um, I don't know if it was like just reacted. There was a lot of gun violence one year or something, and, um, yeah, they changed it from the, um, from the Red River shootout to the Red River showdown. I still always call it the shootout. I mean, it's just words, people. I mean, it doesn't mean people are going to go out and start shooting each other. It's just There's always such a big overreaction stuff. And I don't want to get political, but there's always seems to be such an overreaction. And we're going to completely reverse this. You know, we're going to I'm not get into that kind of stuff. But um, with the shootout, I mean, that's just ridiculous. It's like, it's time to go shoot people now because there's a football game. Adrian Jones says, I was wondering why Kevin kept going for it on four-town. He he does a lot. And I mean, that's what he says his analytics say. Live by the analytics, die by the analytics is what he said at halftime. But, I mean, I I just – I think he cost himself the game. I think Feinbaum is right in the way he put it. Like, that is a major momentum shift right there. First quarter, first drive, not getting it. And you're down there, what, like the three-yard line? And you're going to go for it against Bama's defense? James Wynn says, Arkansas 38, Ole Miss 24. Promises unkept, $700. Would rather sleep in a tent outside the stadium. (laughs) I know, dude. I mean, it was almost $700 for a motel, like a little stinky motel room. They did have a refrigerator and a microwave in there, so that was good. Jason Hodges says, see you after the game on the walk and talk. Yeah, I'm sorry about the walk and talk. I mean, that was disappointing for me, too. Like, one of the reasons I go to the games is, you know, it's a great environment. Do the walk and talk from the stadium. And the lawnmower ran. And I didn't think, I honestly did not think, because I had the, you know, I had the live mic clipped here, and it usually cancels out. Um, and, it, you know, most stuff other than my voice, I, didn't, I just didn't think it was going to be that intense. But it was, and everything. It was like airplanes were flying over the head, and it was just like, bah! the whole time. Charles Bragg says, Trey, we enjoy your show. here from Texas, born and raised in Arkansas. Camden, to be exact. Ah, Camden. Sean Andrews is my cousin, and we talk about the Hogs each week, said Pittman is a good coach. Good to hear from you, Charles. Appreciate that insight. Mark and Mary Hoggard says, Arkansas didn't just beat A&M. Arkansas broke a A&M. and and struggling. A&M, Jimbo Fisher has a worse record than the guy before him. He has a worse record through these – First however many games over three years than the guy before him for a lot more money. I mean, he was expensive. Now, is not the answer for them at quarterback. It's unfortunate. Haynes King, I think, has a bright future. It's unfortunate to lose your starting quarterback. But still, you got to figure something out, right? <laughs> I mean, the way that Texas A&M recruits, the money that they play the coaches, you'd think that they would do a little bit better job than that. But, again, perspective. I mean, these guys won 11 in a row at one point before these last two losses. Charles Bragg says, we need an O-line across the front like Jason Peters, Sean Andrews, then we can match up with UGA. Yeah, how about uh, Denver Kirkland, Dan Skipper, Mitch Smothers, Frank Ragnow, Sebastian Tritola. Get some guys like that. How long are we going here? All right. We're going to cut it off about 40 minutes. I've got an appointment i got to get to. So we're going to have a little bit of a shorter show. Georgia will beat Bama by 20. Book it. I think Georgia beats Alabama. Georgia looks unbeatable, says Eric Fountain. And they didn't have their starting quarterback, they didn't have JT Daniels. UGA is a bunch of human hybrids that are only unplugged when it's time to go kill. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Let's say I lost my spot. Uh, Georgia team may be the best defense in college in the history of college football. Reminds me a lot of two thousand nine Alabama. We are over. We are an overachieving team that ran into a team that is not. I mean, that's kind of what I was saying before the game. Is like, you know, Georgia fights also. Like Arkansas will fight you, but Georgia will fight you. But if you put Georgia up against. Jacksonville, Jacksonville, I don't think, I don't know if they won or anything, but uh, they were 0 4, you know, heading into the the Georgia game. But if they they played Jacksonville Jaguars, Jacksonville would beat Georgia's ass. I'm sorry to say that, but they would. And that's nothing, I don't mean to knock Georgia. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, like, you can have fight and you can have a great culture and great program and all that stuff. But if you put Central High School against Arkansas, they're going to get slaughtered. It's not always just, sometimes the guy across from you is just better. Sometimes he's just better than you. And it doesn't matter how hard you fight and how much spirit and heart and how well your program is and how fundamental sound you are and all that stuff. Sometimes the other guy's just better than you. And that was what Arkansas ran into on Saturday against Georgia. And on top of that, the reason that it looked so ugly is because they had 13 penalties. Those are things that Arkansas can fix. Clean up those penalties, they're still going to lose to Georgia. Clean up the penalties, they still would have lost the game. Now, it wouldn't have been so ugly, but – If Georgia had turned the ball over, if Georgia's the team that commits 13 untimely penalties, if the game's in Arkansas instead of Georgia, maybe, maybe something happens. Maybe there's some magic. But it's still going to be super tough. And that's what I was saying different. Like, when I watched the Texas A&M game, I was like, Arkansas's got a better team. Oh, by the way, somebody uh, somebody accused me of making a fake recording when I was doing the recording thing last week. I've got it time stamped on my phone. I could probably show you right now if you want to see it. You can see. Can you see that? I don't know if you can. But it obviously says September twenty fifth, two thousand and twenty one. No, that's AT&T. September 24th, 2021 AT and T. September twenty fourth, two thousand twenty one at one twenty eight. It's the second one. Anyway, somebody accused me of making a fake recording. Like I I mean that would why would anybody do that? It's stupid. And I saw your apology. I appreciate that, by the way. Um, where, uh, let's see, where are we at? All right, let's see if we got anything big. Mike and Mary Hogger says, We love Pittman. He's a great coach. And man, y'all got y'all some kind of football team over there. Whoo, wow. Yeah, they do. I'm still very happy with the progress. Oops, I jumped. Sorry, bud. I started reading your question. I, I can't find it now. Tucker Lloyd says, Trey, I, th- I think it's interesting that at the beginning of the season you kept saying the coaches thought we had a good team and everyone was panicking. Coaches were spot on. Yes, that is absolutely true. I was told by the coaches, I'm not going to say who, um, hey, we got a good football team. That's what I mean, that's exactly how it was put to me. And I don't think they would have said that otherwise. Georgia's just at another level than the Hogs, but we're headed at that level. We have a walk and talk. They don't. (laughs) They got a good squad over there at the 24-7 site, though. Uh, Smith is a great back, but he keeps getting – he's just not big enough. I I agree. I mean, I like – and he's got – you know, in this game, this could be a game for him, you know. Uh, But just not a lot of – he just lacks a little bit of weight. I agree with that, Tucker. Or, uh, excuse me, handle cap. John McGraw says that if I was Arkansas, it would be out of the three-man defensive front, just my opinion. I would get out. I would just get out. Well, I mean, it's worked against other people. It's not like other people are having a lot of success running against Arkansas. It's just Georgia was Georgia. Exactly, Eric. The three-man front works against everyone not named Georgia. Eric Fountain says, "But yes, we should have made a change when it became obvious. Yeah, I think you're right. It would have been nice to see some change." John Elder says, "Slusher injured. Yeah, Slusher's been dealing with some stuff. I'd like to see him maybe get in there. I mean, I think he's got a lot of talent. Um, You know, Hayden Henry's also been banged up. People, a lot of people ask about him." John McGraw says, "If Arkansas beats Bama this year, I will buy an Arkansas shirt." Are you a Georgia fan? (laughs) Uh, Mark Douglas says, "Think, I mean, they got to go to Alabama." obviously. I think Kevin will become impatient again this year and try to win on big plays. Last year, our defense counted on that and made, and new mistakes were going to be made. Jason Hodges says Rocket Sanders all day, Dom Johnson all day. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us. We're going to wrap it up here. Um, I want to appreciate, I want to appreciate, I want to thank Danny West for joining us, and I appreciate all of you. Appreciate all you guys consuming our free content over at hogsports.com and watching this show. But if you really like what we do, If you want to support us, then sign up for that VIP subscription. It's just $1 right now for your first month, HAWGSports.com. No promo code needed. Just go to the site. You'll see it. One last time, plenty of ways to watch and listen, usually streaming on Facebook Live, but today we flipped it over to YouTube because Facebook's having a few problems. So usually streaming on Facebook Live, but on YouTube Live today. Um, Be sure to give us a thumbs up, a like, follow, subscribe. Hit the notifications bell so you're alerted anytime we upload new videos. Also available on Apple Podcasts. If you have not followed us on Apple Podcasts, uh, then subscribe to that channel and throw us a five-star review. If you're listening on YouTube, you're listening on – or watching on YouTube, watching on Facebook or some other platform, flip over to Apple Podcast real quick, find us, and give us a review so other people can know um, that you like the show. Right now we're five stars. We're real proud of that. We'd love more five-star reviews, and um, we love the comments as well. All right, everybody, appreciate you joining us. Thanks to Danny West also. This has been Trey Bitty with Hogsports.com, and we'll catch you next time on Thursday for the Primer.